Thanks for tuning in to the CHCA Entrepreneurial Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Carter. Joining me today is Corey Martin. In addition to being a graduate of Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, Corey and his brother are the co-owners of Tri-State Waterworks. In the podcast, we talk about the importance of networking, business ethics, letting go of ego, and building the overall brand of the business. Joining me today is Corey Martin. Corey is a graduate of CHCA, in fact, from the class of 2011. Corey, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Carter. Great to see you again. <laughs> it's, it's funny to hear Mr. Carter uh, from uh, from <laughs> a grown adult, but I guess that's what I get accustomed to being a teacher at the school. Students, you know, they leave, they graduate, and they still they still return and call their teachers Mr. or Mrs. Yep, it, it doesn't change. Uh, you know, I, I think we all just have that level of respect with all the teachers and everything, and it's it's not going away. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd like to believe it's respect. I don't know that that's always the case. I, I was actually just, I got an email from a young lady uh, yesterday who's now 25, and it started, uh-huh. Dear Mr. Carter. And I'm like, listen, yep. you know, I'm, I'm Stephen, but I like that, I like that those traditions, I guess, uh, remain. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I didn't have a, a class of yours, but, you know, when I first started emailing you, I, I was like really anxious about making sure all my grammar was correct and stuff like that. I was like, oh, God, he's going to be judging me here. That's the other <laughs> that's the other side of being the English teacher is you always right. get that people before they even start will be like, I know you're going to correct my grammar. And it's yeah. like, yeah. And you give me a chance to, <laughs> to defend that. But yes, I probably right. will. So <laughs> so watch out. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, so, so Corey, you uh, you're in an interesting position right now. Um, I, I sort of found out uh, via the business roundtable that we have here at CHCA that you are a co-owner of the Tri-State Waterworks LLC. And uh, wow, so so what what is this exactly? What, what what does this company do, and how did you get involved in this? Yeah, thanks for asking. So um, we sell and service um, pure water systems to homes and businesses. So basically, we spend our days. Um, installing water softeners, reverse osmosis systems, carbon filters, and all sorts of other water treatments to um, people as far out uh, who need well water systems or businesses like our biggest customer, Frisch's. We take care of all of those restaurants, retirement centers, even a hotel, um, lots of different businesses. And basically these uh, systems will protect their appliances and their health. So um yeah it's a very cool business to be a part of now how did you happen upon this i mean were you what was this an an interest of yours or was this um a business that model that you thought would work well like where was that connection for you yeah so it was not an interest at all uh just kind of happened upon us my brother um who is co-owners with me he graduated in 2008 from chca um, worked for the business for uh, quite a while before this and knew the management very well. And uh, the previous owners were wanting to retire and move to Florida. And um, we were able to basically just come in, make an offer on the business. He wanted it to go to, to people that he knew would take care of it and grow it and, and see it to its full potential. Um, and so my brother and I decided to take that opportunity on. And, um, you know, now I've, I've found a really big passion in water and it learned a ton. It's really cool. My own my own knowledge about this is limited, but I, I mean, a few years ago, we did a little bit of research and put in a reverse osmosis system, and we were looking nice. at a, a whole house water filter at one point. 
And, uh-huh. you know, I feel like the more that I learn about it, the more I get a little scared about what might actually be in, in our water. So what like, what would you say to those who, you know, they, they don't know too much, but they know that we should be careful about what we're putting in our water? Yeah, well, no, that's, that's a great question. And honestly, um, today was a perfect example of it. My brother did a, a filter change of, of a reverse osmosis system in Indian Hill. In Indian Hill, you would think, you know, it's a very affluent community. Um, you know, you would think the water there is ideal. I have never seen a grosser filter in my life. Really? Slimed up. It is disgusting. And, and funny, you know, Indian Hill water is quite bad, uh, along with most of Cincinnati. Um, how it works basically is the city will treat the water in most cases and they'll remove, they'll treat it with chlorine, which chlorine bleach is very bad for your skin and stuff like that, but it kills a lot of other harmful things, bacteria and stuff like that, that really uh, would cause a lot of problems in, in our communities. So um, Indian Hill was one that actually said that they didn't have high levels of chlorine and our previous owner actually had to take legal action and argue with them and say, hey, you need to change your your what you're advertising because you have tons of chlorine. Did an independent study, sent it to a lab, and, and we found tons of chlorine in their water. So most every home that we take care of in Indian Hill has a whole house carbon filter to remove some of those bad carcinogens. So it's incredible. You have you really don't know what's in your water until you know. And, and we do a lot of that, just free water tests and stuff like that to get our foot in the door and talk to customers about what they may or may not need. So my my interest in water actually started with the uh, the Leaning Eagle Coffee Bar, which we have at the school. Unfortunately, yeah. you sort of missed the boat on that by graduating in 2011. But had you, <laughs> were, if you were a student now, you would know all about the Leaning Eagle and yeah. learning about water quality, especially when it came to things like coffee or tea, and how you want to make sure that you're dealing with a product that is that is clean and that and, that, and that's right. healthy. And so it sounds like that's exactly the kind of market you're in. Yes. What do you do about the consumers who say um, aren't that interested or think, you know, I'm already getting clean water from the city or the county or whatever. Why should I look into something different? What, what, what do you say to those people? Well, you know, we've dealt a lot with that because and, and we still are very consistently because there's a lot of homes who, you know, just don't think that they need any of this. It's, oh, I've I've lived forever without these systems. I don't need to worry about it. And, you know that's their perspective. They're, they're able to have that. But, you know, a lot of statistics we're able to bring up about, you know, skin cancer being much higher now than before. Um, so for homes, that's one of the biggest things, you know, we're inside a lot more than ever. So you're not getting as much sun exposure yet. For some reason, we're seeing a lot higher skin cancer rates and stuff like that. Partially that's due to soaps and other chemicals that, were, that are introduced to our bodies. But another massive part of it is just the water that you're drinking, putting on and you know, you have to think we're 60% water. So, uh, you know, that's a very important thing to make sure that it's very pure. Um, for the businesses, I've, this whole experience, I'm sure I'll talk to you a ton about it, has been such a learning thing for me. And, and I've learned, you know, we all have ego. Ego can be a good thing. I've never been used to being ghosted, turned down, and, uh, you know, just ignored almost. And being a business owner, you have to kind of get used to that and learn how to combat it and, and you know, elaborate your your argument and why this is actually very important to you. So, um, you know, a, a very recent one is, is um, an apartment complex that just went up in Mainville close to our office. And um, I'm, I'm currently uh, speaking with them about how important 
this water treatment is for them. And, and they just aren't interested in it right now. They've got this massive, massive millions of dollars put into this construction, uh, you know, lots of residents in this big apartment complex, yet they're not treating their water. And so um, it, it's a lot of just friendly communication, keeping them up to date and checking in and saying, you know, totally cool. I, I respect your opinion. Whenever you're ready for me, I'm here. Um, but making sure that they see the facts that it will protect their dishwashers, their washing machines, um, hot water heaters and stuff like that. Things that cost thousands of dollars um, when they go bad, which they will go bad much quicker without our systems. So you're, you're in an interesting market because your market is about protecting equipment, equipment that you know consumers have invested in heavily, but also yeah. about human health and kind of bringing those yes. two things together. And, you know, what I find interesting about what you're saying is um, it's kind of related. Uh, we, we had a guest on the podcast a while ago by the name of Paul Picton, who owns Maverick Chocolate. And he brought up this term, the conscious capitalist, and was talking about um, how, you know, when it comes to people involved in capitalism, there's also this notion of doing the right thing because that's the right thing to do. So right. with your model, with the model of, of your company, it sounds like there's almost to an extent kind of an ethical or even moral component to you informing people about it. But I imagine that gets tricky because yeah. you're also trying to sell them something. So right. what, what does that balance look like for you? Well, that, that's a beautiful question and a really good segue, you know, kind of to talk about previous management to what we do now. And, and you're absolutely right. It is a, a health thing. Our slogan is, you know, protect your health and home appliances with pure water. Um, and we, I, Created that just because you know there is an ethical thing that I want to make sure to educate people on what they have, and absolutely it's their decision on whatever they want to do for their home or business, and make sure that that they're confident in what they have. Um, but there's nothing wrong in, in educating and making sure they understand it. Um, my issue, or you know, making sure that I'm my integrity is intact, is that previous management would do a lot of older tactics such as, um, you know, trying to size somebody up perhaps, you know, seeing, oh, you're an Indian Hill. Well, let's make sure that we can, you know, do the most we possibly can and, and get the highest out of this. And, and a lot of companies do this still. Most companies, I would argue, especially some of the big box ones and stuff like that. Um, and coming from the background that I'm in, I, I really don't want to compromise on anything like that. And we really strive on, on being completely open and honest and saying, you know, this is the situation that you're in. Um, you know, I, I highly, very strongly recommend that you get a reverse osmosis system to protect your health and drink the right water. Um, but you do have something in place right now. Uh, perfect example. I, I just uh, stopped by yesterday at my um, a real estate guy uh, named Greg Sutter. Awesome guy. Great real estate with Keller Williams. And... Um, he has carbon filters for every faucet of his. And I had to take the time to tell him how, yes, that, that's a way of filtration. You know, you have filtration in your house, but it's not the best. It's not the ideal. You know, you're, you're taking out some of the carcinogens, but here's why our systems are much, much better. And we ended the conversation not selling something to him, and I wasn't expecting to. I wanted to educate him, make sure he knew what he had, and I know that doing it this way, he knows that he needs something more. And when he's ready and has, you know, a little bit less uncertain times with this whole COVID-19 thing going around, he'll come up and, and talk to me much more likely than somebody else who's trying to give him a hard sell. 
Interesting. Okay, great. Well, let me, let me ask a, a kind of a, a technical question about this, because in my limited research yeah. on RO water filtration, it's my understanding that with, re, with uh, reverse osmosis, because of the stages it goes through, you're stripping everything out of the water, the, the bad stuff, but also some of the good stuff. So is there yeah. is there kind of a science behind adding the minerals back into the water after that reverse osmosis stage? I'm impressed. You've done some of your research. A little, a little like research. It. A little research. <laughs> yeah. So um, we actually kind of consider reverse osmosis water dead water. You know. So when we sell a, a reverse osmosis system, every company has their add-ons, and and we really like the way that we do ours, which is you know we, we give you the four stages, four main stages for reverse osmosis water. It's going to be your pre-filters that has a micron filter that removes small particles. You've got your carbon filter that removes most of the carcinogens and such like that. Then it goes into the main part, the membrane. And that's what really takes care of the really small particles, aqueous salts, um, even you know bacteria and that sort of thing removes that. Last stage, you have a taste and odor filter, um, which is basically another carbon filter that really removes the last of the taste and odor and stuff. And like I said, when it comes out, it's totally pure water, but water isn't necessarily always totally pure when you drink it, and it shouldn't necessarily be. There's a lot of studies and research behind alkaline water, the health benefits behind it and that sort of thing. And so that's why most all of our customers, once we install it, we offer a fifth stage, which is a, we call it a mineral filter. And I'll explain why uh, in a little bit. And it adds um, calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium back into the water. Things that are actually very bad for your equipment, your, your dishwasher and stuff like that, but it's actually very good for you. And I, you know, back to why we call it a mineral filter, studies are, there's still tons of studies, this is somewhat new still, uh, about alkaline versus acidic and stuff like that. And the basis of that is that acidic water, or it, when your body's in an acidic state, it's easier for bacteria to develop. Um, and so when you're in, in a state of alkalinity, um, it's much harder. That's the general basis of the studies. And there's still a lot going on whether or not having it alkaline before it enters your body or after really makes a big difference. Um, and, and so, you know, similar, I, I don't know how in-depth you've gotten, but for example, a lemon. A lemon is actually very alkaline in your body. Even though it's an acidic fruit, when you ingest it, it actually becomes an alkaline type of fruit. It's very good for you. Um, in a very similar manner, your water actually ends up doing kind of the same thing. So even though it, it may be acidic or dead bef neutral before you ingest it, once it goes into your body, there's some studies to show that it actually is good. So that's why we leverage, no matter what, reverse osmosis water, totally pure water is the best for you to ingest. But adding those minerals, you can't go wrong with that. Everybody has a little bit of mineral deficiencies and stuff like that, well, most people. So it can only benefit you to add that back to it. So when we're talking about things of this nature, it's often a concept of human health and what's best for you and how best to, you know, uh, ward off against potential disease. And of course, we're obviously speaking during the whole COVID-19 quarantine. And obviously, small businesses are suffering during this time. Consumers are becoming very worried about their own health. There's stockpiling, there's storaging, there's questions about the future. So how has your business done during this time, what sort of measures have you put in place to kind of weather the storm? Yeah, 
Well, and you know, what I first said is this is a constant learning experience. You have to stay like water, uh, no pun intended, really fluid and making sure that, that you're going with the flow and, and, you know, taking the punches as they come. And this is a big punch to everybody. Our biggest, probably our biggest uh, income is from restaurants and businesses, like I mentioned before, uh, in the form of salt delivery. Salt often is what makes the water softeners continue to regenerate and, and work properly. So uh, it, it's vital for us to be able to take care of these uh, organizations. And right now, most of them are either closed or not working very well. Um, so we're, we're learning with this whole thing. And a lot of it is just marketing ourselves a little bit more. I've been doing a lot more on our website to uh, try to click those little uh, search engine optimization scores to, you know, hopefully get people to see the benefits of soft water and how it can prevent um, diseases and stuff like that. How soap mixes better with it and that sort of thing just kind of educating and making sure that everybody knows what we still offer and that we are an essential business to homes and businesses still and we can come into their place um, and provide healthy things for them um, that's probably the biggest part of what we've been doing with this whole COVID-19 um, and it certainly has been a challenge to say the least I would venture to guess, Corey, that if you were to look back at yourself in 2011 when you were graduating from CHCA, you probably would not have envisioned yourself carrying on a conversation for 20 minutes about water quality at that no. point. So I, I am curious. I mean, how, how did you get to this point? What was that journey like for you to go from high school senior to mm -hmm. co-owner of this company? Yeah. First off, incredible. It, it's been an amazing ride. You have to enjoy it. And everybody at CHCA has to understand how lucky we are to be there. Um, so a, a little background on what makes me tick as an entrepreneur and stuff like that is um, I actually was able to go to CHCA mainly because my mom's boss at the time um, paid for half of it. Um, Betty Kleinenst, amazing woman, worked all 98 years of her life before she passed away a few years ago. Um, and she owned her own business, did incredible investments and stuff like that. My mother still works for the business now owned by her son. Um, and she has been one of the biggest inspirations in my life, uh, around my entrepreneurship and, and just, you know, making sure that, that no matter what I do, I do it for me and, and I enjoy what I do and I want to get up and work every single day. Um, and so it, it's a really interesting journey after leaving CHCA, I, you know, was interested in music. I was not totally sure what I wanted to do. And I found myself as a general manager at Lens Crafters, um, worked for them for eight years, had a great time and, and used, you know, lots of what I learned every day to make sure that my team was happy and my customers were happy and everything like that. Um, and, you know, I, I did a little bit of real estate here and there, just kind of dabbling and, and figuring out what's the best thing for Corey. And, um, when this fell on my lap, this this was what I said. Yeah, this is a good investment that that we can put our sink our teeth into and make our own. And um, it's been really incredible. And my biggest thing around it is just building the brand, you know, and and making sure that the brand uh, speaks towards my character as well, and that I don't sacrifice on that. And and you know, we we hold up the integrity of ourselves and, and everything like that. And I love what you say about, about build the brand because that goes back to what you were saying earlier about uh, one of your 
clients or potential clients who you knew yeah. you weren't going to sell them on a particular system, but you were building that brand of confidence in you and in your trustworthiness. Down the road, that might transfer to uh, more potential clients or it might not, but it's part of that idea of sort of the integrity you said that you're trying to establish. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and we, you know, coming into this business, buying it, I had no control over what was done previously or even lack thereof. And we found ourselves in a place where there was no marketing, no branding. There was really no image of Tri-State Waterworks and what that actually meant. And so it, it took, you know, our seven months of kind of redefining what, what this business is and what we stand for. Um, and that's been a, a really fun opportunity. And uh, we've been able to do home and garden show in Cincinnati. Great success was super, super fun. Got to meet and see so many different people and kind of feel out, it really show people and educate what we're doing. And, and that's been the most fun part of it. Um, and that's been my main job is, is the education, networking, and, and building the brand. Um, my brother, thankfully, is the technical guy who knows everything about these systems. And, and obviously, I, I know most of everything, but he's the installer and understands every single part of it. So um, we work as a cohesive unit and stand behind our products and our, and our new brand that we have built around for ourselves. I'm glad you mentioned networking. I know that uh, this is this is a term that a lot of people like to use, like to think about, but it, it's also, it, it's kind of tricky, you know, when you're not used to creating a network of, of people that you can draw ideas from or pull resources from. To those mm -hmm. who are starting out, to those who are students or those who think they might be interested in entrepreneurship or, or really just want to build a base for themselves, how do you get started? You know, how, how, how do you network? What, what does that look like? Um, great question. And you start off with uh, no shame or embarrassment and you make sure to stay yourself. And I've always been just a, a positive. I, I like to have fun. I like to be happy. I am rarely sad and I want to make sure that that is always the case. And so I, I uh, will go to an example of when I was a, a general manager at LensCrafters. My first role as a general manager, I was able to open up the Liberty Center one. Um, and, and I use this example because it was a brand new store and, and they looked at me and said, hey, you're responsible for your traffic. You make sure that it comes in. Uh, so the foot traffic to the store wasn't just you know retail because it was a new mall and everything. Um, and so without shame or hesitation, you just got to pick yourself up. And I went to all the restaurants nearby. I went to all the stores nearby and they knew who Corey Martin was and they knew that Lens Crafters was right here and they knew that they were going to have a good time if they stepped foot in our, in our building. So I, I walked around with a bottle of spray and some towels and cleaned off people's glasses and just said, Hey, you know, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just here. Similarly with the business, we, we really wanted to do the same thing. And so that's why I found myself at the, the round table. Um, and that all started just from reaching back out to Dr. Nick and, you know, saying, hey, I, I'd love to, you know, especially eventually when we have um, opportunities to donate and stuff like that, you know, give back to what really helped define my myself and, and develop me, uh, which is CHCA. Um, it, that was a, a great form of networking and just putting myself back out there. Hey, this is what we're doing now. You know, it, it's an awesome thing. We're loving it. Um, most of the people that I meet and speak with, I'm not selling them. You know, I'm not trying to sell you a product. I'm just telling you about what we do. And, and I bet you, you know, Mr. Carter, probably five or six other people who are buying a house, own a business or something like that. And if they mention water, you're thinking, oh, maybe Tri-State Waterworks would be a good fit for them. Let me uh, reach back out. 
So, you know, referrals are, are incredible. And, and thankfully, I learned that before jumping into the business. Um, and, and that definitely is a leg up. It, you know, put yourself out there every opportunity you can. Learn as much as you can. Just be a sponge um, because you you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And, and I rarely am, thankfully. So <laughs> I, I really enjoy learning as much as I can from everybody else and, and um, you know, just being myself. And, and I love what, what you say about giving back. And when I talk to alumni of CHCA, I'm, I'm going on 14 years having taught there. And so I see a lot of alumni come back and even if while students there, they didn't fully appreciate the CHC experience, there's always this idea of returning to the school and realizing, wow, that that was actually a pretty special place. It was actually somewhere that I really came into who I was and my identity. And I hear that time and time again, and I do truly believe that about CHCA. So I'm, I'm curious, um, Corey, as, as we start to wrap up here, you have had a pretty amazing journey leading up to this point. I imagine there have been some missteps along the way, some mistakes. <laughs> Maybe, how, how could you give back to our current entrepreneurship students or to those listening by helping us avoid some of those mistakes or maybe some advice to those starting out on what not to do? Yeah, most definitely. And, and I think it all starts with um, stress and um, making sure to not let it rule your life. Um, you know, to be totally candid, when when we bought this business and started out, I went from making a, a pretty good amount of money, it was especially for not having a college degree at LensCrafters, having a, a career set and ready to go, to now having a, a very uncertain thing. And, and now that we're paying ourselves, paying myself literally half of what I was making then. Um, and, and so most people would think, oh my God, this is a very stressful thing. I, I need to figure out what I'm doing. And I, I very much preach around, let that motivate you. You need to stress about two things in life, God and family. And, and I try to live by that because I, I really believe it that if those are the two things that you're making sure your life are, are focused or is focused around, that's, you're golden, you're golden. And um, I, I just think that's incredibly important to, uh, to have the, as a focal point. So, um, Definitely stress is the one thing. And um, my second advice would just be, you know, <laughs> be ready to be surprised at how little you actually know going into things. So when I came into it, you know, like I said, I had a decent ego and, you know, oh, I was a DM. I know what I'm doing. I can network and build this brand. And, and then I sit down day one and all right. Well, there's no phone calls, so where's my traffic coming from? And and then day two comes, and still not many phone calls, one or two here and there, and and it's like, okay, well, we we got to figure something out. And and like I said, in this time of stress, we're not paying ourselves at this point. It's like, okay, well, where where's the money going to come from? And um, letting that sense of urgency not define you, but um, motivate you to be the best you can. Well, I think that's uh, that's great advice really for anyone, not just our entrepreneurship students. So wonderful. Well, Corey, I, I do want to thank you again, just for taking the time to talk with me today. And it's always great to talk to an alumni of the school. It sounds like you've got a lot of exciting things going on now. Uh, and uh, and probably, probably quite quite a bit on your plate right now from day to day. Oh, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> um, but, but thanks again. It's been great talking to you and uh, best of luck in, uh, in what the future brings. Awesome. Thank you very much. Good luck, everybody.
This concludes this episode with guest Corey Martin. You can learn more about Corey and his business at Tri-State Waterworks. Tune in next time to hear another episode from the CHCA Entrepreneurial Podcast.